Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and my guest today is Mark Josephsberg, an Alexander Technique teacher in Manhattan, New York City, and today Mark is actually going to interview me. So, Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you, Robert. So, uh, let's start with this, Robert. Yeah. Would you like to talk about? I want to talk about what I see as a kind of a subtle and sometimes not so subtle arrogance that we that uh, some Alexander Technique teachers have, particularly in connecting with students or potential students. I'd like you to name them. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't actually. No, you uh, wouldn't. Okay, the arrogance. Yeah. And arrogance might arrogance might be a strong word. We were talking about this a little before the the program. Superior superiority, feelings of superiority, that kind of thing. Like looking down on looking the down or yeah, that kind and, of and thing. And this is uh, basically uh, like pot- potential students. I think it it, it it can it shows up with potential students and actual students. Mm. Um uh, actually, the original uh, title, and I might use this title that I had in mind, is Why Aren't Alexander Technique Teachers More Loved Than They Are? Okay. <laughs> and uh, the, what I, what, the thing is, I think most teachers listening to this, um, if if you think of, of students who've been with you for a while and they've had good experiences with the technique and when they do leave, they leave on good terms and they've made big changes and maybe they've recommended you to others, those teachers love you all you need to be loved from a, te- from a student, right? I mean, they, they get that you have something useful to offer and they're, they may even share with their friends. And um, those aren't really the students I'm talking about so much as students who might come for a few lessons and leave for a variety of reasons, some of which may have nothing to do with you or your attitudes. And I'm talking about student people who call you or email you or people you just run into and the topic of the Alexander Technique comes up. And what I see is... Um, a sense that you get from some teachers, not all, that uh, that's based on a, a kind of a reality. I mean, we Alexander teachers, let's face it, we see stuff all the time that most other people aren't paying attention to. And we know that we know some useful ways that people could be helped. And we know often that those people were the last people those people are going to come to. So we see this stuff, and we see it all the time. And in a way, it's a little hard not to become slightly arrogant or feeling superior. You know? Hmm. I, I've had tinges of that. I imagine you have, although maybe not. Maybe not, Mark. You might have transcended it. I I don't know if I've transcended it, but I don't think I 
uh, yeah, I may see stuff that other people who aren't involved with the technique don't see, mm-hmm. but I know that they, those people might be seeing stuff that I don't see. Right, also. right. So I think, um, you know, we're good. We Alexander teachers are good seeing certain things in certain areas, and that's about it. Right. Uh, our little slice of things, I think we know quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's but, a very uh, good way of putting it, actually. And in fact, um, that does lead to uh, some thoughts I had about how how at least I've dealt with that issue. But before I I go into that, I want to say, the other thing I want to say is that we as teachers have been uh, uh, typically immersed for three years in a pretty intensive training process where we're surrounded by people who are all kind of on the same wavelength in terms of the Alexander technique. They're all people who know it's a good thing, who've had good experiences with it and so on. Now, maybe today it's not quite the same. When I was training in in London back in the late late 70s, early 80s, my training course had about 25 people on it, and I knew them all reasonably well. And I guess today... That size course isn't as common, but still, we tend to be living in an Alexander world during our training, and and even afterwards, we go to AGMs where we hear good things about the technique from people and so on, and I think we get, there's a danger of getting a little bit isolated from the world out there, Mm -hmm. and I think that can contribute to that feeling of, 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 superiority as you say we're really maybe only superior in one limited way and a lot of people are way superior to us in other ways i i believe that's true i think that's true but we could it's easy to forget that in the moment let's put it right. that way and and to get back to your word love it in this small group of 25 people or even you know training courses that have like six or seven people mm-hmm. We all share this love of the technique that's making it be like our whole lives. Absolutely. We've all given up a huge amount to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, we've often, back in the day, we've moved to another country. You know, we've given up a job or whatever. And we're, we're you know, we're taking, taking, taking three years of our life basically devoted to to train to be able to teach this and most good teachers are continuing their training one way or another so it's a big big commitment on our part and we look around at people maybe friends and family even and we see we see people who are clearly in a lot of pain or discomfort that was a very good chance if they had lessons from an alexander teacher that they could make some big changes it's not Mm -hmm. guaranteed of course ever but you know we see sort of obvious candidates for alexander work all over the place Mm -hmm. and we also see that most people who are obvious candidates have no idea what we're about and if we try to explain it to them they often are, are are deeply puzzled Right. So, I mean, that, that's the situation we find ourselves in. We're not like, say, a doctor or a physical therapist or something like that, where there's kind of an expectation that people with certain certain kinds of situations will go see us. You know, that's if you, right. If they you're know, sick, you're going to go to a doctor. Chances are. 
That's right. If you have neck pain or back pain, you may go to a doctor, and then the doctor is going to send you to physical therapy. Right. And you're not going to say, physical therapy, what's that? You're not going to care. You're just going to go because that's, going to, that's supposedly going to help you. Uh, yep, you know? and it's also going to be very, very cheap because it's part it's, of your insurance well, plan. That's that's a whole other thing, but yeah, sure absolutely, yep. absolutely. So, um, I, in my own case, I, I think I was um, somewhat guilty of this uh, arrogance early on, in, in, say the first ten years or so of my uh, teaching, or actually probably the first fifteen or sixteen years, and maybe more maybe still but i did have uh an experience about 10 years ago that um was not a particularly pleasant experience i i had a, an episode of back pain or actually it was like a pinched nerve and a lot, a lot of leg p- pain coming from it which ultimately resolved itself and i had some very good help from a, a variety of practitioners and I, I came to realize that, you know, all my Alexander teaching and training had not prevented that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it was a humbling experience, actually. And I ended up getting uh, some, after it resolved itself, and I set about trying to make sure it didn't return, I ended up getting an awful lot of help from a, a PT of a very specific type, not a uh-huh. general one but someone who was really smart about human structure and how how um how that all works and how you and very very uh in this particular case this guy was absolutely um uh, fascinated by asymmetries in humans mm-hmm. that that I think many people don't take into account and what the effects of those asymmetries are and I also had an awful lot of help from cranial sacral therapist who was able to get at stuff that I'd, I doubt I would ever have figured out myself, which mm. is too deep, yeah. too far below the level of consciousness. And I think having that experience and realizing that there was, you know, Alexander technique by itself probably would not have prevented a re- recurrence of that. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um maybe that um, has made me a bit more humble, as it were. I do know that I have fewer students who leave after one or two or three lessons than earlier on. You think it uh, helped you develop empathy? I think so. I think I I, I have become less judgmental mm. uh, based on, you know, an, a fairly unpleasant experience yeah. um, made me made me be uh, less judgmental. I don't really have a prescription for how an Alexander teacher could address this, except maybe just ask yourself if there isn't some possibility you are thinking this way a bit, and even if you and if you are chances are your students or people you talk to are going to sense it even if you're you know careful about what you say i think i think your underlying attitude towards a person or their situation kind of sneaks out in various ways mm-hmm. so i just throw that out there as an interesting observation i actually would be fascinated to hear 
some other teachers' uh, um, reactions to this and whether they've noticed it and whether, uh, and if so, how they've, they've um, uh, changed. Yeah, that would be a, it's a very open topic. I feel like I know a lot more about what we previously talked about in our interview a little bit ago, sort of pre-marketing ideas. But I got to say, I think there's a little bit of a tie-in. We had this conversation uh, before this about some basic stuff that teachers really need to think about before they start thinking about marketing. Mm-hmm. And I I would put this in that category, hmm. you know. If and, you're, and when you if, say this, do you mean like that the Alexander technique is not necessarily everything that somebody would need? Well, not that specifically, but just uh, not having this idea in the back of your mind that you are somehow better than your student I, okay I, you, that's know, good. you know uh, what's coming to me now is that i hope somewhere there's two physical therapists doing some kind of interview and they're saying something about the alexander technique mm-hmm. because i think the alexander technique is also an integral part of i mean who knows why you're doing better years later yeah a big part of that could be the alexander technique yeah Absolutely. I just think there's nothing, uh, there's really nothing to be gained by having that kind of attitude. It doesn't get you any new people that you wouldn't get otherwise. And I, I'm pretty sure that in the past, I, I've probably had students who left because they sensed some of that in me. I think when I first started teaching, uh, there might have been it might have been a little more obvious. And it could come out in weird ways. I mean, it could come out in sort of casual conversation after a lesson or something like that. So I think it's, it's, yeah. It's tricky because of, uh, because you do want to be confident in yourself. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't 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 think there's a contradiction there. I think, I think you can be very confident without, have in a sense uh, the way that kind of arrogance if you want to call it that can manifest itself could be in a sort of subtle putting down of somebody and i don't think if you're confident you're going to do that Mm. i think i think it's more a sign of a little bit of not being totally confident to convey this wonderful thing that only you have Mm. and that this poor person coming to you you know, they may not be able to get it because they are sort of incompetent. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. But um, I do think it's an important issue. And I would love if if anyone else has a take on this um, to do some more podcasts on it because I think it's, it's out there. And, um, you know, I think a little bit of it can be traced back to the great guy himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's re- he's reputed to have said some things that certainly um, suggest that he felt uh, he felt he knew stuff that his poor pathetic students didn't know that kind mm. of thing you know mm. so I think we get it we you know it gets passed on from generation to generation as well 
So it's just a thought. I'm putting it out there. I'd love to hear some reactions to it. And that's really all I've got to say. That's great. I'm going to do some thinking about it, actually. Okay. Well, because uh, partly part of the way through the interview, I started thinking about uh, even a student who came in recently and said she she loved the Alexander technique. One lesson, you know, mm-hmm. and she's also doing massage therapy, and and she named about six different modalities. Right. And um, now I'm 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 thinking about my reaction to all of that. Yeah, like well, you see now my reaction is. Why are you wasting your time with that other stuff right now? Let's focus on your use and blah, blah, blah. Right, 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 right. right. And, and from her point of view, she's looking after herself as best mm-hmm. she can. Yep. And if, if, there, if she gets that you think her other projects aren't so useful, it is kind of a reflection on her. That's right. You know, that's, exactly that, right. that's a and that's a perfect example of, I think, how, how it can leak out, so to speak. So instead of saying, well, instead of just taking the attitude, well, if I'm any good as a teacher, there's a good chance at some point in a few, in a week or two or three or four, she'll figure out that this is probably where she should put her priority, at least for a while. Or she will not do that and she'll go off and that is okay too. Yeah, and she would probably go off, you know, either way. Yep. I don't think you lose people by by not being arrogant. Anyway, there's my there's my, those are my thoughts. And uh, do you want? Is there s- anything else you like to add at the last second here? No, I'm done. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Cooked. Do you want to say goodbye, or do you want me to say goodbye? We could say it at the same time, but I'll say goodbye to you. Uh, thanks for this interview. It got me thinking. I hope it got other people thinking uh, as well. Okay. Hey, thanks, Mark. Absolutely.